0: Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of LifeHouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. So, this sermon series in January, is a sermon series called What If? And what we're simply doing is is I want to give you some questions that will possibly challenge some of the goals, desires, and dreams that you have set forth in in, in 2020. Because honestly, what I have seen on Facebook, Instagram, and stuff like that is is a lot of people are setting goals to get sexier, setting goals to make more money, setting goals to... You know, just do a bunch of different good things, but it's a lot of things that are centered around their life out here, not upon their life in here. And I've seen a lot of people say, I'm gonna grind harder, work harder. 2020 is my health year. I'm gonna get it. But I don't see a lot of people declaring and saying, "God, I want you to do something fresh in here. I want, 2020 to be a year where I'm just not the same on the outside. I'm not the same on. The inside, And whenever I was praying about this, I feel like God gave me two specific words, and they were these words, pray first. Pray first. So what if, how would your year be different? How would 2020 be different if you prayed first? What if you prayed first? Because honestly, if we're completely honest, many times prayer is our last response instead of our first resort. And what your sermon notes say is they say prayer needs to be our first response instead of our last resort. And depending on your church background, your cultural assumptions, um, your previous experiences, prayer or praying can be a loaded word. So as a, you know, and I don't have time to dive into all these specifics today about prayer. But prayer in its simplest form, if I was going to give you a simple definition of what prayer is, it is communicating with God. It is having an open line. communication where you are communicating with the god of heaven and earth and life house in 2020 beyond getting sexier putting more money into your retirement or getting your relationships right or building your business or shedding weight what i believe you need this year more than all of that is to develop a prayer connection with the almighty god but not just pray pray first before you go into that meeting pray first before you send that text message pray first Before you date that guy or girl you met on Tinder or Bumblebee, (laughs) pray first. Before you make that business deal, pray first. Before you react to something negative your husband or wife said, pray first. Before you make a job change, pray first. Are you catching my theme? Pray first. There is power in first because it shows priority. This is true in scripture and in practical life. Whenever I come in, you know, 5, 6 p.m. every single day working, I I bypass my kids purposely to go to my wife and give her a hug and kiss first. Because I'm letting my children know. I love y'all. But y'all leaving. Y'all leaving home one day. And actually, I'm trying to get y'all out. 18 years old. Go. Go thee, therefore, and get thee out of my house. That's what I'm striving for, is to equip them enough so they they go and they become men. And they they leave their home. Right? But I want to let them know mom is priority. Mom is priority priority because if me and mom are good y'all gonna be good if me and mom ain't good oh it ain't gonna be good for y'all but excuse saying i'm showing them priority that mom takes precedence That the best thing that i could ever show them is that my priority is her because i've seen how a child-centered home can ruin marriages because they build their, their identity. They build their whole lives on these kids. Kids aren't bad, kids are great. Scripture says kids are a blessing, but kids are meant to leave. Your wife is called to be with you forever, your husband's called to be with you forever. So, guys, girls, you need to be showing your kids priority who takes first precedence. Let them know that. But also, too, what we actually see in, in Scripture is especially in the Old Testament that God, when he was going to shape and form a people, his chosen people, the the Israelites, he gave them strict commands about something called the first fruits, that that these first fruits were to be given and dedicated to God himself that included their crops, income, their wheat harvest, their olive oil, their wine, their honey, their wine. I'm just kidding. Like I ain't getting none of my wine. Wine, honey, sheep wool, and, of course, fruits. And this was God putting into place a principle, the priority is shown by what you do first. And that's why he said the first thing you do whenever God blesses you is to give back to him first. Because first shows what? Priority. Now, here's the thing, by by. The way we respond to certain things, I believe, shows priority of what is first in our lives. It, here's the thing. It exposes what we do first, exposes our defaults and our sources. Honestly, what is your first response to when you feel stress, pressure, anxiety, anger, depression, rage, betrayal, confusion, or fill in the blank. If we're honest, many of us have developed unhealthy responses to all these things of what I just said above. And instead of praying first, you smoke first. Instead of praying first, you go for the bottle first. Instead of praying first, you punch the wall first. You cuss first. You have a one-night stand first. You control people first. You binge eat first. You binge watch Netflix first. And these responses are your defaults and your responses to when you feel pressure, stress, anxiety, anxiety, whatever you feel. And many of the things you want to see change in your life are directly related to your responses and defaults to pressure, stress, anxiety, all of your Emotions. Many of the things you want to see change this year are essentially you want to change your responses. And so what what I believe today is and what this is the year of for our church, it is the year instead of drinking first, smoking first, cussing first, punching a wall first, having a one-night stand first, controlling first, binge eating, binge watching, instead of we replace all of those first with pray first. What I see in in Jesus' life, and Jesus was God. But, but scripture also tells us that Jesus laid aside all of the privileges that came with being God. He laid those aside and became 100% man. To where he had all of the battles that we face, he faced. All of this strain he felt. He like the crazy thing about Jesus is like, we say, yeah, well, he was Jesus. He's perfect. Yeah, but Jesus had access to and was empowered by the same Holy Spirit that you and I have direct access to every day. It's not a different Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit doesn't change. The the same Holy Spirit that filled Jesus' life and empowered him to live a life of perfection, holiness, and power is the same Holy Spirit that you and I have direct access to. And what you see is Jesus' life was a life where his first response to whatever he faced was to pray to his Father first. Think about it this way. Before Jesus began his public ministry, before he began to give his life out, before he began with the three years that would change the course of human history, he went into the desert for 40 days for prayer and fasting. He prayed first. Before Jesus chose his 12 disciples, Luke 6, 12 through 13 tells us this. One day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. That word, all night, is Greek for all night. He had an all-night prayer meeting. <laughs> At daybreak, he called together all his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. Before Jesus made key decisions, his first response was prayer. Jesus' response to success was to pray first. Luke, Luke chapter 5, it says this, But, Jesus, but despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach, and people were posting Facebook posts and tweeting Jesus and posts going Instagram live and seeing people healed of their diseases. Oh, that's not in there? Okay. But it says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. He said, I don't need man's validation. I don't need exposure. What I need is direct connection with my Father. Pray first. Before Jesus entered the worst week of his life, he prayed first. So what it says in Matthew 26, 36, says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there and pray. This is right before he would go into Passion Week, where it would be the worst week of pain and trauma that he would ever face. And his response to pain and trauma was telling his disciples i'm going to go over here and pray to my father we can also see while jesus was in the worst pain of his life he prayed first about three o'clock this is this is matthew 27 46 about three o'clock jesus called out with a a really loud voice eli eli limit sabacht, sabachthani." Which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He, even when he was in the worst pain of his life, his first response was to communicate with his father. But do you see the messiness of his prayer? God, why'd you bail? I feel like you've abandoned me. But it was still direct connection. His response was to communicate. And you can communicate your doubts to God. You can communicate your pain to God. God isn't scared of your questions. He's not scared of your pain. He's not scared of things you don't understand. Even when Jesus was on the cross, dying for people that were cursing him, his first response was, Father, forgive him. When he was being cursed by the very people he created, his first response was, Father, forgive him. Jesus prayed first. And I believe our call this year, individually and corporately, is to pray first. To switch our defaults, switch our sources, and say besides running to the bottle, running to drugs, running to a to a hook up, shack up, break up relationship, is to pray first. Now I know prayer can be complicated, and I know honestly many of you feel even when I say prayer you get guilty, you feel guilty and shame because you're like I'm a Christian and I just I want to pray but I just don't know how, and I really don't want to. And you almost feel guilty for not, for not wanting to. But honestly, I sincerely believe that if you are a Christian, you have a desire deep down in your soul to communicate with the God of heaven and earth. And that is what simply prayer is. So I just wanna give you two things really, really, really quick to help you pray. First off, don't do it by, by yourself. The worst thing you could do to learn how to pray is go and sit in, in an empty room by yourself and try, to, and try to pray. Like, hey God, what's up? You, you doing good? All right, me too. All right, this was good. All right, I'm out, <laughs> you know? It's like, you no, know, it can be a scary thing. If, if you've never communicated with God before, it can be an absolutely scary thing. But look, the way you become a person of prayer is getting with people who know how to pray, is to get around people that know how to pray. And, ha- and would you know that our church is actually entering into a season of 14 days of prayer and fasting starting next Sunday. Now, you might be like, fasting, that's an F word that I'm not too keen on, right? Because honestly, you probably got some of these, like, preconceived notions of what fasting is. Maybe you think, well, I got to fast all 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 this food. But look, whenever you walked in, you should have received... One of these 14 days of prayer and fasting guides. And, and that was probably one of the 12 things we gave to you as you walked in, okay? But, uh, but, but this here in it, it has everything you need to know about the 14 days of prayer and fasting that we're gonna be coming into as a church family, a corporate church family starting next Sunday. It's got in there specific ways to fast, different kinds of fast. I know personally, me, I'm, I'm gonna be just doing liquids for those 14 days but but also too i'm going on a 14 day facebook fast social media fast I, i'm going to detox my soul i want to detox my mind detox my emotions and so the point of fasting isn't just doing it just to be like god look at me i'm awesome It's to give up a specific uh, a specific time-consuming appetite give it to God and take that time that you would typically spend doing whatever that thing is and give it to God and say, I'm gonna take that time and focus on prayer and spending time with God, okay? Also too, here we have specific prayer focuses. Like like please make sure you walk out of this place today with this booklet and and look through it. We're gonna actually be emailing it out this week to everybody in our church. So you can also have it digitally. But we would love for you to participate in this 14 days of prayer and fasting. If you would like to let us know that you are participating, uh, you can actually text prayer to seven five seven six nine zero two four zero six, I believe it is, 2401. And you can let us know, and we'll send you text text and email updates uh, about specific things that we're going to be doing. Also in this prayer and, and fasting guide, we're going to be doing times of corporate prayer, morning and nighttime. So depending on your daily schedule, we would love for you to come out and join us at those corporate prayer times. I promise we're not going to be like, hey, this is first time here, why don't you pray for us? Like, we're not going to be like, you know, putting you in weird or awkward situations. But, man, one of the best ways to learn how to pray is to get around your church family. Because, honestly, you because honestly, here's, here's the thing. You either have no idea what you're doing in prayer, and you need to be around people that, that do know how to pray. You, you're you either someone, oh, I sort of know, of know how to pray. So you can be improved by being around people that are a tad bit more seasoned than you are. But if you are someone you're like, I, you know, I know how to pray. I've been praying for years years you need to get in the game so other people can learn from you it's not just about you getting but it's about what can you give to help someone else pray so it doesn't matter where you're at in your prayer journey we would love for you to, to participate one us in this 14 days of prayer and fasting so don't do prayer alone but secondly follow Jesus's temp- template you know Jesus's disciples actually came to him and they're like yo Jesus we don't we, we, we don't know how to pray we see you always going to pray we don't know how to pray and Jesus said, I got you. I'm going to give you a template that, the, you know, the, what we would call the Lord's Prayer, right? That we would kind of say, you know, yeah, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. We forgive those who trespass against us. We not to temptation, but deliver us from the the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. How did I not stutter that? I, that that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just like, you know, we, you know, we have turned that prayer into this, just saying words, of just, it's like, yeah, our Father, and, and, and really, what Jesus was doing here, he wasn't saying, just pray these words every time you pray, he was laying out a template for us, and saying, as you pray, focus on these specific things, and I just want to give these to you really quick, I gotta go quick, so pray for your boy, all right, so we're gonna go quick, if you can actually listen quick, these are in your sermon notes. But as you're thinking, how do I learn how to pray? If I was going to teach someone how to pray, I would say follow the Lord's prayer. And the Lord's prayer is found in Matthew 6, 9, 9 through 13. And this is what Jesus said. He said, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us of our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I want to give you the template or subject headings that Jesus said, follow these things and you'll know how to, to pray. First off, what Jesus, he said, our, my, our Father in heaven. What Jesus was actually saying here is be reminded of your identity as a child of God. When you come to God, relish in the fact of God is my daddy. He's my heavenly father. I am fully known by God in heaven, yet fully loved. I have been fundamentally changed where I am not defined by what I do or by what I produce. Your fundamental identity is a child of God. And that shifts the way you see. Why? Because it gives you value and worth. If you are here today and you struggle with self-image, you think you're worthless. Being reminded that you are a child of God immediately pumps into your veins, your spirit, your heart, and mind that you are not worthless. You are a child of God. Thank God, like, one of the things that I get to be as a dad is I get to feel a father's heart towards my kids. It's absolutely insane how my kid came out the womb, pooping and eating. Literally, pooping and eating. And there, someone could have came to me and said, I'll give you every dollar in this world for that. No, that's my kid. That's my son. And some of y'all need to know that's the way God sees you. You think God's mad at you, he hates you? That's That's a bunch of crap. God looks at you and says, Man, that's my kid. You need to go to prayer and be reminded of that daily. But not just be reminded of your identity, but also, too. To take time to worship and focus on, who okay, it says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. There's a sense of prayer can be a time where you, where you do what we call worship, where you shift your focus from your problems to God's sovereignty, where you shift from, okay, uh, I've got these problems here, and you say, you know what, maybe what you need isn't an actual answered prayer, but a different perspective. Many times we ask God to change our circumstances instead of, of saying, God, let me see what you see. Help me to see the situation the way that you see. So I think sometimes in prayer, you take some time just, God, I thank you for being powerful. Thank you for being almighty, God. I thank you that you are in control. God, I thank you that your ways are higher than or Your thoughts are higher than my God, I just thank you that you're sovereign, you're in control, and I trust you. But thirdly, pray God's agenda first. Jesus said, let your kingdom come when you're how much time? How many times do we go to God and like, yo, God, I need this. Yo, God, I need that. Like he's some kind of butler. Yo, God, I need, I need, I need. What if we actually said, God, I want to do what you want me to do. I'm just not coming to you, giving you my agenda outline. I need you to help me form what the agenda is. God, I submit to you. Pray God's agenda first, but also too. Ask God to provide. He's, he says, give us today our daily bread. In other words, focus on today. Ask God to provide what you need. How many blessings do we pass over every day because we're so focused on what we don't have instead of what we do have? And it breeds in us this spirit of discontentment where we pass over miracles of God every day. Have you ever thanked God for the breath you breathe? Have you ever just said, God, thank you for the molecules and and particles that break down the fact of I can breathe carbon dioxide. I, I know nothing about physics or chemistry, so I could be completely screwing this up. But, but, like, there's, you know, I mean, just all these things that you've set into motion so we can have life. And what you'll find is that whenever you get your eyes up what you don't have and start putting your eyes on what you do have and thanking God for what you have today, it makes you thankful for the littlest things. And it develops a heart and spirit of gratitude where instead of looking at God and saying, well, I don't have, you look at him and you say, God, thank you. I got a car. It's a beater. But 90% of the world doesn't have a car, and I got one. I got a house. Yeah, it's 800 square feet. But I got a house. There's people living in the streets. God, thank you that I have food today. I know it's ramen noodles. And it's got too many carbs and so much salt that could. (laughs) But. There's 300 million children starving today. Prayer helps helps you to see and thank God for the, the little things that are always constant that you pass over every day because they're constant. They he said, ask, and, and then he goes no, uh, forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us, right? There's this thing too where, we, have you ever sat and just asked God, God, Examine my heart, examine my actions today. Was there anything I said that made your heart hurt? Is there anything I did or thought that made your heart hurt? God, what am I holding on to? Am I holding on to what someone else said? And in your being before God, it gives you a direct connection to have your sins forgiven, but also realize what you're holding on to that's, that someone else did that you need to let go. And then the final thing was, he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I'm not trying to scare you, but there's an enemy of your soul, church, who wants to take you to the pit of hell with him. And you know, Jesus said, look, you gotta pray that you have wisdom to fight the enemy. You gotta have wisdom to fight the enemy. And so, scripture says this, don't be ignorant of the devil's schemes. And when you get a direct line to the father, and your response is prayer. It gives you insight into what the enemy's doing to try to mess you up. So, look, this is a whole lot of stuff, right? Ho- hopefully you took notes and filled this out. We're going to transition your response for today. Okay? The, f- the, the first response, m- m- my response, some of you today, you needed to say yes to following Jesus. And many of you have done that. And we want to say thank you. We're excited for you. Please text that phone number and let us know that you said yes today. But also some of you here, your next step, your response today to God's word needs to commit to pray first. And look, we like you need your defaults and your responses changed. So look, we 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 want to actually give you a physical help in this. Because we know it can be really, really difficult. And well and what we're gonna do, the Ushers, they're gonna come actually forth now, and um, worship band, y'all can go ahead and and come back up. But we are going to gi- give you, yeah, thank you, Stacy. We want to give you as a small gift from us, and as a way, a physical remind of of, uh, of I don't know what I'm trying to say, like a, a physical entity. I don't know, my brain's just toast. A physical thing, wristband that will help you what it says, it says 2020, pray first. So that whenever you are raising that hand up to yell at your wife, or to yell at your husband first, what you're going to see is this blue wristband, and it's going to remind you to pray first. Or you've got your phone and you're like, and then you see this blue thing on your wrist here, and you're about to cuss someone out, and you're going to be reminded, pray first, and whenever you are sitting there in that boardroom, or you're sitting there in that meeting, and you've got those butterflies going on, and you've got craziness going on, and, you, and you've got your hands down, and you look down, you'll see that blue band, and you'll say, Pray first, pray first. Jesus, in pain, he prayed first. In success, he prayed first. When he was making big decisions, he prayed first. When people betrayed him, he prayed first. And so look, we we so so, so look, we wanna give this to you. So look, what we're gonna do is we're gonna sing. As we sing, if you would like to commit to pray first, we're just gonna ask you, get out of your seat, come on down and just grab one of these wristbands and then you can go back to your seat. We're not done with with service yet. We're almost done. But but just just go back and take it as a free gift from us and a challenge from us and then an encouragement from us that we want to help you this year change your responses to whatever you walk through, whatever you feel. Your first response is to pray first. And like I said, after you receive these, you can go back and sit down and and we'll and we'll finish out service here. In, a, in, a, in about in about five minutes, would you also stand with me here? If you want to come down and get one of these of uh, these bracelets and join in with us in praying first in 2020, do that. As you do that, go back to your seat and sing and worship with us. Turn into this place. Thank you again for joining us on the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kiln Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchinn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much, and God bless